0: Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project. We'll have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Kathleen Voss, Associate Professor of Marketing at the University of Minnesota's Carson School of Management. So we're sitting in a restaurant called Spring, and I'm sitting next to Kathleen Voss. And Kathleen, if I remember correctly, you were once the most eligible bachelorette in some little town somewhere in North America. Where was this?
1: Uh, yeah. Yes, I was in Vancouver, British Columbia.
0: Vancouver, that's a big city. So that was a big compliment.
1: I think, yeah, I think it was. I think it was more of a fluke than a compliment, but it was a compliment nonetheless.
0: And now that you're in Chicago, are you getting the same compliments in Chicago? Uh,
1: no, absolutely not. I have aged by about seven years, and I am definitely not the same woman as before.
0: Okay, let's not get into this, but but you've done some work before about uh, sexual economics. What is this? Is this something they teach in high school?
1: uh, It's not something they teach in high school, though I think that there are sexual economics behaviors going on in high school. The idea is that people can understand sexuality... something a little bit akin to an economic process whereby women hold sex as a resource and they are therefore the gatekeepers of sex so that when uh, and uh, preface this by saying heterosexual context, that when men want to have a sexual contact or sexual access with a woman it's the woman who gets to decide when that will happen, when, if, why, and how. And men are beholden to women for access to them. So, so
0: is this like kind of the central bank controlling the money supply and deciding how to have inflation? And if women will have too much sex, uh, sex will be inflated and devalued?
1: Yep, indeed. Yep, exactly that. So women in a given community band together and they try to limit the amount of sex that goes on in the community because the more limited the sexual behaviors are, in other words, the more limited the sexual access is, then the more valuable that it is. And so, women in general have a desire to keep it uh, the, se- uh, the price of sex, so to speak, low, but women, individual women sometimes want to sort of take it a little bit higher, so there's a tension within women sometimes.
0: Now, now working on this uh, helped you become the most eligible bachelorette in uh, Vancouver?
1: No, completely, completely orthogonal, completely independent of that correlational, not causation.
0: Okay. Um, so, and so and now you've done some things about advertising and how advertising work related to the, sex of ec- the economics of sex or sex of economics. How does that work?
1: Right. So we decided to use sexual images and in the form of sexual advertisements to try to get at how men and women understand and prefer to think about sex.
0: So wait, wait. So you're using ads as a way to kind of see what appeals to
1: people? Yeah, and, and what appeals to them in terms of how they would prefer sex to be uh, framed, so to speak, in the culture.
0: So for example, what do men how do men want sex to be portrayed?
1: In general, men like sex and find sex appealing. And so, in general, men like sex-based ads. When they see an ad that uses very sexual imagery, their general predisposition is to like it. Now, I'm going to tell you later that we found one exception to this, which is extremely notable. Tell me now. Okay, tell you now. So, we made some sex-based ads, and we, uh, re-pos- we refigured them, sort of, and we decided to change some of the features in them. And in one experiment, we decided to make the ad be particularly to a man giving a woman a gift and so we have a sexual ad and then alongside it is a woman's watch and the woman's watch is said to be a gift from a man to that special woman in his life and in this experiment and this experiment alone there's been no other data like this in the literature we find that men do not like a sexual ad when it reminds them that they have to give up resources in order to be in a sexual context.
0: So men, men like sex, but they like free sex more than paid sex?
1: Indeed, and they like to, they prefer to not think about sex in terms of resource exchange. But women, on the other hand, find the idea of resource exchange very appealing. And so if you remind women in many different forms, we've done this several different ways, if you remind them that they may be getting resources or that some women may be getting resources to be sexual, then they like sexual ads more.
0: I see. So, so generally, women don't like sexual ads unless they get they feel like they're getting something out of it.
1: Yes, unless you remind them that the sex is not, uh, as you said, free or cheap; that it actually get, is going to come with a resource exchange value. Yeah.
0: This this sounds like an old depiction of the way uh, people thought about sex in the Victorian age. No, is this is this still a kind of the modern way people think about sex?
1: No, I mean it's very implicit, and I'm not entirely sure that the victorian age is the only way that people have thought about this uh we see his uh, we see data throughout the eras that women especially are told that they need to keep their sexuality and they need to keep it and they need to save it for something that gets exchanged for something of greater value which is typically something commitment level right so something like a marriage proposal or something that's more on a commitment lines but i'm not sure that um, this is ex- as explicit as we're talking as about this moment. Be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: okay, so last question for you. What does this change in your own personal life doing all this research?
1: I think I try not to, th- oh, I think if anything, I try not to think about exchange when I'm thinking about sexuality and try to divorce the two because if you bring it to a level of conscious awareness, I think it probably screwed messes up a little bit the the, the sexual uh, attraction
0: is your current boyfriend has he uh, read your papers he understand all these nuances
1: <laughs> he has indeed he's also an economist so he understands that exchanges and, and and incentives are important in in people's lives but i don't well we try not to apply it to the individual level
0: thank you very much <laughs> thank you This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, professor of behavioral economics at Duke University. Learn more at research.duke.edu.